Welcome to the Office Flip Flops Podcast. My name is Francesca Zampaglione, and I am a CPA turned stylist, confidence builder, resilience connoisseur, and my love for coffee exceeds my love for high heels. Each week, you'll hear tips about how others confidently present themselves. This podcast is going to be your superpower for your life and career success. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome back to a new episode of Office Flip Flops. Thank you so much for being here and do I have a guest for you. So for those of you who know me and those of you who don't, I am a lifelong learner. I am curious. I love to learn. I love to read. And this is something what my next guest speaks to us about is something I've been curious about and perhaps you've noticed. Amelia Michael speaks to us about the use of pronouns in someone's name. And you've probably noticed, for example, you're on the Zoom screen and you see somebody's name and they have she, her in parens right behind their name, or you've noticed it in their LinkedIn profile or their email signature. There are several places I've seen this. I'm very curious, which is exactly why I have Amelia on the show today. It is a short and sweet conversation, but something that helps us broaden our awareness to a very important issue. So let's take a listen. Hey, everybody. Oh, my gosh. You know, I get so excited when I have a new guest, and I cannot wait to introduce you to a fellow yogi of mine. Um, I've known Amelia for some time now, and I she has so many gifts to offer. Amelia, please introduce yourself to the audience today, my friend. Hello, audience. Uh, my name is Amelia Michael. I own a company called Icotech, and I specialize in helping people become comfortable with the things that make them uncomfortable. And the two topics that usually centers around are technology and inclusion, specifically LGBTQ plus and gender. Uh, two topics that pretty much didn't exist when a lot of people my age were growing up. Right, right. And this is exactly why I have Amelia on the show. You know, in a previous uh, conversation that we recently had, I said, you know what, Amelia, you're going to be great for the show because I have a lot of curiosity around the gender inclusion. And, and you know, I am seeing this a lot. And I know a lot of the listeners are with somebody has their name and then they'll say she, her, or he, him, or they, and Amelia, as a matter of fact, in her, um, name inscription here, it says Amelia, Michael, she, her. And I just want to know more about that. Amelia, please share with me the importance of this and, and how we can broaden everyone's awareness on this specific topic. Absolutely. And actually, my pronouns are also in my email signature. And uh, very often, depending on where I am, I will a lot of times introduce myself by saying, my name is Amelia Michael, and my pronouns are she, her. Uh, So there are several reasons why people put their pronouns in their various social media places uh, and and use them when they introduce themselves. one of them is just to let people know what your pronouns are so that you mm. can talk about me. Like, hey, Amelia, oh, I know her, she's amazing. I want you to be able to do that. And it's not specifically just for, a lot of people think it's just about transgender people and it isn't in that mm. you know, you've seen 
a lot of people who have names that you you can't guess from their name right their gender is right so that's just you're just helping it's just helpful another reason is that i want to normalize gender i want everyone to normalize gender pronouns are not obvious based on somebody's looks they never really have been they for sure aren't now and they shouldn't be so I want to contribute to normalizing gender for everybody. The third thing is to signal to other people that it's safe for them to share their pronouns with me. Mm. Not everybody feels comfortable, especially like if somebody is uh, at the beginning of a transition, if they're transgender, if they use, for example, they, them pronouns, they might right. not feel comfortable or ready yet or know that they're safe letting you know what their pronouns are. So by me sharing first, I make it pretty clear that if you tell me your pronouns, I'm going to use them. That is great. That is brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, and you brought up a gr several great points. One that I recall, you know, sometimes when you see someone's name, you know, based on culture, it had it, I don't know how to pronounce it. So that's one difficulty, but it's just awareness that we need to be sensitive to this for everyone, for yes. everyone. And, and on this same topic, I, I try to always make the point that there are times when you should not list your pronouns. And when and is that, Amelia? It's really important. A lot of times I'll give talks about this topic and about gender in general. And, and I like everyone to know that don't walk away from a three minute conversation and decide like, I'm gonna go back to my office and tell everybody in the company to put their pronouns in their bios so that we can attract young people and you know better, better hiring. Um, if you haven't been trained on how to speak to transgender people, for example, you should not advertise that you're a safe space for that. So if mm. you, it's not something you should do if you don't actually understand it. You should get that kind of training first and then decide. It's also really important that nobody hears this and goes back to their company and makes pronouns mandatory. Nobody should have to put their pronouns. Again, you don't know where anybody is in their, in their personal growth and their safety. Right. So important. And and it leads to us being authentic and genuine, right? Let's let's just not put it there unless we've had a training and an understanding, but you said it so well, three minutes isn't going to do it. There's so much more to it and let's not make it mandatory. Let's not make anything like that mandatory. Um, and last we spoke, you you mentioned how you help organizations, You you do presentations like this, correct? I do, and I do several different kinds. Uh, I, so what, like, like I said, my specialty is helping people get over their discomfort. So in addition to being a safe space for, under the umbrella of being a safe space for everyone, I, I like to provide safe spaces for business owners and, and management who are uncomfortable with this topic. So mm. a lot of times I give talks on why this matters and why you need to know it's okay that you're uncomfortable with this topic. A lot of people who are over 50 have really no experience with this whatsoever. You know, the truth is when we were all growing up, Chaz Bono mm -hmm. was the absolute, and Renee Richards, the tennis player, those are the only two people that any of us knew. And 
And it's okay if it's an uncomfortable topic. So I give talks on what is the risk and value of, of becoming gender inclusive as a company and what would that look like? I also um, give the actual training. Once you decide to become gender inclusive, I review people's websites and their uh, user manuals and their hiring documents to make sure that they are gender neutral. That's so fantastic. It's a lot of stuff. I also consult and counsel um, families of kids who share a truth and the parents and families are maybe having a, a struggle getting to a place of celebration. That's wonderful. Amelia, that is such great work. Would you say then that in further understanding through your training, um, do you think that I don't know that it would eliminate awkwardness, but lessen awkwardness when someone doesn't know how to approach someone who's gender neutral. Like, do you think that I'm trying to work with the awkwardness? You know, I had a conversation with someone probably about a month ago and he was just, he was uncomfortable. He was uncomfortable talking about it. He didn't know how to approach the woman across the Zoom screen. And, and his keyword was awkward. How do we lessen that impact? Those are honestly my absolute favorite people to talk to. Oh, I love that. The, the awkwardness comes from a lack of understanding and a lack of information. And, mm. and also, again, it comes back to not feeling comfortable sharing that you feel awkward about something. You need someone to talk to that you can say, look, I don't know anything about this. And I'm a little freaked out by it. I'm a little uncomfortable by it. But I want to understand. It's okay to be to feel awkward. It's not okay to to skip learning. Uh, so I explain the th pieces that people are missing. You know, it's like gender 101. Um, uh -huh. We just didn't get it. And, and we watch all of the Gen Zers who just all have it and right. it all makes sense to them. And we get even more confused and you don't want to put the onus. It's just a really important thing. You don't want to put the onus on that person to have to explain it to you. Right. Right. Um, and you know what? It's impacted. It, it's impact is across the world. I've seen it in the fashion industry. In fact, I, I saw it years ago when they started making gender neutral clothing. Yeah. Right. And it's bigger now than ever before because they're the demands out there because people feel more comfortable about being themselves. Right. And having something that we can all relate to. But I love how you said it's okay to be awkward, but let's learn more about, let's learn more about it to get more familiar with it and be okay with it. Yeah. And it's so true what you said about fashion, because I don't know if you saw the, um, the Emmys, but uh, I, I think their name is Carl Clemens Hopkins was uh, the, is the first non-binary person to be nominated for a best supporting actor. Yep. And the clothing that, I mean, you see it at all of the different award ceremonies now. You know, everyone, the, the safer people feel to express who they truly are, the more differences you're gonna see, which is beautiful and for some people uncomfortable until they learn more. Until they learn more. One of the designers who I follow and I've been following him for many years is Christian Siriano. And he dresses a lot of the um, transgender, actors uh, and one of them who he's dressed am amazingly well is billy porter he's oh an, my he, gosh so good amazing <laughs> right 
Amazing. Yeah. I've seen, and I look at the clothes and I'm like, oh yes, Christian gets it. Billy gets it. And he really presents himself in such a confident way. And it's just, it, it's incredible to, to see it. Um, so I wanted to go back and you help people with policies and dress code policies, correct? You help as you go through, like you said, their websites and their documentation also dress, what, what would they need to pay attention to in the dress code policy? The biggest thing to pay attention to in dress code policies, a lot of people have really old policies, first of all, that they don't ever update. And even when they read them, they skip over the dress code policy because they don't, they don't think about that. A couple of things that are really important. First is you don't specify anymore. You don't need to specify anymore what men can wear and what women can wear. Let's repeat that. You don't specify what men can wear and what women can wear. That's that's a big change. Like that's that's something to pay attention to. Thank you for right. saying Remember, that. Remember, we had to have women skirts for women, skirts above the knee or below the knee for women, right. pantyhose for women. Whatever you're specifying in your dress code is for whoever is showing up at work. Mm -hmm. So you are business casual. You can wear t-shirts. You can't wear whatever Graphic. it is you can or can't do. Right. Exactly. It's not, you shouldn't have any gender listed in your documentation. The other thing that you want to be really clear of is as you're removing things, you don't change it to he slash she. He slash she shouldn't be wearing blah, blah. He slash she should be wearing. Right. Now, when you've hired a non-binary person who doesn't, who isn't a he or a she, you are giving that person a document that several times mentions not them. It is exclusive mm. of who they are. Interesting. So, so important, right? So I love it because I love to wake it right now. There's a lot of talk and confusion about dress code and, you know, there's the written, which we're speaking to. And then there's the unwritten, which is what actually people do. Right. But now we're saying, wake it up, wake all of it up and let's bring it to the surface. Wow. The work that you do is, is tremendous. So now that we're on the dress code conversation, I have to ask you a question that I ask all of my guests. And it is this, what is your favorite piece of clothing or accessory of all time? And how does it make you feel? And she's smiling, by the way, I only release the audio portion of this interview and she just had the most beautiful ear to ear smile. So there's definitely something on your mind, isn't there? Share it with us. Yeah. So, yeah. so I'm, I'm, I'm laughing on the inside because I know that anyone who knows me, who hears you ask that question is going to immediately assume that I'm going to answer about a shoe because I will share and, and I'm, I'm not embarrassed to admit this that I have a three bedroom house and all three bedrooms are filled with boxes of shoes. All my shoes are in their original boxes. I love shoes, but that's not actually my answer. Oh my, um, gosh. my, my, my favorite thing, because I'm not always wearing my fantabulous heels. My favorite thing actually, uh, is anklets, ankle bracelets. Oh, I haven't seen that. So so like made of metal or, or thread? Cause I've so seen both. I have lots of them. And, uh, I had one that I absolutely loved that I could 
that was beads and thread. And I used to, uh, and I've, I have, I have silver ones. I have all kinds. I mean, I'm a hippie, so I've got a lot of different, you know, I, I, I run the gamut. I, it's a spectrum how I dress, so, but I, for whatever reason, I always find that my little anklets give me this incredible boost of confidence. Um, they're like this little piece of jewelry that I don't even know that anyone else notices. I kind of feel it at, right. at dead shows. I have ones that have bells on them and they make noises when I dance. Um, but they just make me feel really, really good and remind me that I'm me. It's a little thing that it doesn't matter to me if they're in or not, they're mine. And I, and I know I'm wearing it and I feel great and I feel beautiful. And I actually just gave one of my favorite ones to uh, a very, very good friend's daughter uh, in the hopes of, of giving her that same feeling. Wow. You nailed that Amelia. What a beautiful answer. You hit, you hit everything. It's something that true. I mean, as you were telling the story, I could just feel the joy that that jewelry brings you. And that's really what it's about is finding something like that. Cause we want to emulate that feeling every single day. My beautiful friend, if someone wanted to continue the conversation with you, if someone wanted to bring you in and have you speak with the organization about this incredibly important topic, Amelia, what is the best place for people to reach you? And I will most certainly make it available in the show notes as well. Well, I am easy to find on LinkedIn. Uh, okay. But and the probably the most direct way would be by email at amichael at icotechusa.com. Okay. And I will most certainly have that spelled out in the show notes that all people have to do is click and they can find you because I think what you do, the work that you're doing is so critically important. It's so timely and it's what everybody should be paying attention to. My friend, Amelia, Michael, thank you so much for your time today. This was just an honor. I appreciate you um, taking time out of your day for this important topic. Thank you. I love what you're doing. Oh, thank you, sweetie. Have a beautiful day. Too. Hey guys, wasn't that great? I just love listening to Amelia, her stories, and just how simply she puts something out there that we just need to be aware of. And it really helps us in having conversations with others. So here are my top three takeaways of my time with Amelia. Number one, pronouns are not just about transgender people. Someone's gender might not always be obvious based on their looks and their name. Number two, if your organization hasn't been trained on how to speak to transgender people, then you shouldn't advertise that you're a safe space. Because what's important here, I emphasize this in my time with her, it's integrity and authenticity. And they are of critical importance in understanding and normalizing gender. And number three, it's okay to feel awkward and uncomfortable when trying to understand gender identity. It's not okay to skip learning about it. So here we are in our awareness, right? And my bonus takeaway with Amelia, I just love and just can't stop thinking about that smile she had on her face when I asked her about what brings her confidence. And she spoke about an accessory that reminds her of who she is and helps her feel great and beautiful. 
So here's my challenge to you, my friends. Do you have a similar accessory that brings on that confidence and that helps you feel fantastic and glow? All right, my friends, I'll see you next time. And that's our show. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And if you enjoyed it, please take a second right now and subscribe and share this with your friends too. And while you're there, leave a review with your biggest takeaway today. We come out with a new episode every Thursday morning and you don't want to miss it. Okay, my friends, embrace your superpower and wrap yourself in something that shows your confidence. I'll see you next time.